Um, as Ross has said, um, I've been here uh, for the evening services and I've thoroughly enjoyed them and I'd like to encourage you to come. So we're, we're locking the doors until you have signed up. Um, I, and not just to increase the numbers, but for growth. And Uh, growth in, in your own life. Uh, the experience of Joan and myself, um, from, uh, that's my wife, the young lady sitting there. <laughs> I'd like to say that my wife is a, a, a good judge of character. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, we, 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 our experiences uh, in ministering at uh, different churches is that morning service is great. Evening services give you a chance to grow. Because you've got more time and there's time to pray together. Uh, I have to say the services haven't been very long. No, it's not been two hours or anything. So don't worry. Um, so I'd encourage you to come. I also have a suggestion to change the name of Sunday School. Perhaps things should be called yo-yos. All right. <laughs> like I made that up by myself. Um, right, now to, the, um, now to the passage, which I believe uh, Andy did. The poppy. Uh, the passage is about the leper coming back and saying thank you. The poppy <coughs> but it's also about thank you. Thank you to those who gave their lives and you know some people gave their lives this is amazing some people gave their lives willingly I think some people went off to war and they, they were willing to give but who nevertheless lost their lives. So those who gave and those who lost, which is a, a terrible state of affairs. But perhaps, who knows, that that war was better than what the alternative may have been, and who knows what state we might have been in by now. And while we're talking about such weighty matters, I'd like to say, Jeanette, you did really well with those prayers. Yeah, that, uh, I, I suggest you send that, that prayer for Donald Trump. <laughs> to Donald Trump. Okay, it's brilliant. Um, my dad, my dad was a prisoner of war with the Japanese in Changi Jail for over three years. Um, I know very little about it because he shared very little of it. And they ate lots and lots of rice for over three years. My 
my aunt, my dad's sister-in-law, Auntie Fran, when he returned, was a teenager of a, about the age of 15. And for his first meal back home, she decided to give him a surprise. And guess what she did for a pudding? Rice pudding. And my dad ate it. I've only discovered this just that recently in talking to my aunt who now lives in Scotland on the telephone. My dad never Pudding after that. But whenever we did, my dad couldn't stay in the room. He used to go out. He used to go into the living room as we were in the kitchen. Um, one thing he did tell me was um, there was an occasion when someone had put graffiti, I guess about Japan or the Japanese, to put graffiti on a wall. And this Japanese soldier told him to clean it off. And my dad was reluctant until he was looking down the barrel of a rifle, at which point he cleaned off the graffiti. That led me to think about this, uh, this passage in the Bible. And it led me to think that there's a lot of graffiti in the air, as it were. You know, people say lousy things to others. Football grounds and such like places. All the nasty things that are said at work or at home, or in the church, or anywhere. All those terrible, awful things that we say, they are like graffiti in the air. And we need to be able to cleanse that. And I'm going to suggest to you this morning something very practical that you might do, which you may already do, but for some of you, um, my, my guess would be taking a straw poll of 100 people, um, that there are quite a number who don't do this. You, you see, when this leper came to Jesus and gave thanks to him for his healing, he spoke it out. Right? He spoke it out. The praise of Jesus, he spoke it out. And this was wonderful. He had lots of enthusiasm. Just like Neil coming to pay for his ticket earlier. Enthusiasm. Right? Bags of enthusiasm. I want to suggest and encourage you, uh, like we said, we said the words of the creed, right? Now that we said it together, so it's like looking at each other and saying, oh, you believe that as well, do you? Oh, that's good, I believe that. I believe he rose on the third day as well. I believe he was born of God the Father and the Virgin Mary. I believe, and you believe it as well. That's good. So when we all say it together, it, and we say it aloud, we do something very positive in the life of the church and putting beauty and nobility and excellence in the air. I want to encourage you to say to loved ones, George, this is no big shakes, but you may not. Um, <clears throat> this passage is about healing. Um, at St. James, uh, where Joan and I uh, ministered together, and at St. Gabriel's, we had healing services. I can remember distinctly walking down the side of the vicarage at St. James, and the Lord saying to me, start a healing service. I was very inexperienced, so we, uh, I couldn't find anything in the Anglican uh, liturgy, 
So we used the liturgy from the United Reformed Church. And we did this uh, on a regular basis. We called it Peace and Wholeness, a healing service. And people used to come out and kneel at the communion rail. And out of my experience, I used, to, I used to pray over each one and lay hands on each one, saying their name. And I said the same prayer to each person to make sure no one got an inferior blessing. <laughs> no one could go away and say, well, he, played, he prayed better for you than he did for me. So it was the same prayer for everyone, right? Um, I was to learn later that, you know, we've eventually had a prayer ministry team and the Lord has called us all to, to administer the gift of healing and uh, to pray for each other as we did this morning in the prayers, but also to lay hands on. So this Sunday evening, I'm going to the first person and as I go towards this person, I hear the Lord say to me, tell me a more. You love her. So I go up and down like a, a typewriter on. I used to get home exhausted till I learned to share this ministry with other people. And on the back of my mind is, tell your mum you love her. I thought, how am I going to do that? Tell your mum you love her. But my mum knows I love her. Tell your mum you love her. Well, when am I going to... Next telephone call, tell your mum you love her. And so next telephone call, I wasn't quite sure what my mum was saying, because in my mind was, I'm going to have to say something now that I'm not used to saying. So towards the end, I say, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I say to my mum, love you, mum. And that changed our relationship. It deepened our relationship so we could say to each other, love you, mum. I want to encourage you to do that. To your husband, wife, sister, sister, brother. Is that a bit much to ask? Sisters and brothers. Um, your son or daughter, your grandma, your granddad. You know, Joan and I, we don't look old enough to have grandchildren, but we have. We have three. You know when they tell us they love us? Yeah, it's as good as that. <laughs> it's really wonderful. Um, you might also... You see, you see, when you speak it out... When we speak out the creed, it's an encouragement to each other, but it's also a testimony to ourselves. Right? You, you, sometimes, I don't know if you've had this experience, sometimes I say part of the creed or whatever, and I think, I really believe that, and I'm saying it out, and I really believe it. Um, can, can you remember the first time you told the person you'd fallen in love with, I love you? The first time you said that to them, I love you? It was like, it was, you know, it's in there, isn't it? It's in there, and it comes out. It's a bit of a risk, because they may not say, I love you back. But you say it, and you know it's an expression of something inside you, and this is really good to say this. It's something wonderful. And so I want to encourage you to, to say out loud to people, I love you. And also to say out loud, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we have uh, next-door neighbours who at the moment have six dogs. They have had seven. We're at num number six at the moment. Um, and I, some while back I was having a conversation with uh, our neighbour across the fence and she had a rash on her neck and down her arm. And I asked about this rash. 
and she said she was having to go to the hospital and she had cream for it and so on. So I said to her, can I pray for you? Can I, because I believe Jesus heals. Can I pray for you now? She is, she is profoundly deaf. So in order to say this prayer, it, you know, it was eyes open. Otherwise, if she'd close her eyes, she wouldn't hear anything. So it was eyeball to eyeball about this distance and prayed in Jesus' name for this rash to go. Simple prayer, five seconds, ten seconds at the most. And then a couple of weeks later, I saw it and said, Tracy, how is your rash? It's gone. 